everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Mindset to Mastery, the podcast. I am your host, Keisha A. Rivers, President and Chief Outcome Facilitator of the CARS Group, where we facilitate outcomes. And you can find us every week on milehighradio.com, that's milehiradio.com, as well as on our website, carsgroup.com, and uh, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spreaker, and a whole lot of other um, avenues. Today's episode, we are going to talk about what's your SWOT, S-W-O-T. And during these episodes of Mindset to Mastery, we talk about things that will help you to change your mindset, master your success, both in personal development as well as professional development, with team development as well as with leadership development. And with today's episode, I'm talking about the SWOT because I've realized that organizations as well as people go really, they go to all sorts of lengths in order to discover all of these different evaluation and assessment tools that can help them to pinpoint areas that they need to work on, areas where people need to change, um, shortcomings that are, are popping up in the organization that are impacting their outcomes as well as their profitability. And so one of the things that people really overlook the value of, I believe, in their assessments is a SWOT. And a SWOT is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And while there are so many organizational assessment and evaluation tools, there's 360s, there are um, in-depth personality profiles and strength uh, strength profiles and, and things of that nature, I tend to fall back on some of the tried and true Um, tools out there like the SWOT as a low-cost, very efficient, very effective way of creating a snapshot of where you are, both internal and based on internal factors as well as external factors. And a SWOT can be used for personal um, development, professional development, as well as organizational and team development and, and processes. And so the key to having a SWOT is not just to go down the list of what are my strengths, what are my weaknesses, what are my opportunities, what are my threats, and listing them. The key to it is also to be able to take a look at those internal and external forces and factors and determine exactly how that plays into where you want to get to in your organization, your mind movie of success or your goals or your outcomes as well as helping you to design an effective strategy and an approach of how to get there. So a SWOT analysis is one that can be undertaken where it will give you a really comprehensive picture of where you stand right now, and it'll help you to determine exactly where you need to go and how you need to get there in order for you to achieve the outcomes and the goals that you're that you are um, setting forth for yourself and your organization. So just to go through each one of these components, um, the internal and the external, internal are strengths and weaknesses. And of course, strengths are things that you're good at, um, things that are going well, things that are um, that you're pleased with as far as the, the operation or the implementation. Those are the good stuff. That's the stuff that everybody pops their collar and says, you know, this is something I have to be proud of. Weaknesses internally are things that you may not be as good at. There are things that may be falling through the cracks. There are things that are not working on all the cylinders. There are things that you find difficulty in implementing or sustaining. Those are the things that really need to be changed. There are things that need to be strengthened. There are things that need to be improved upon. And there are things that, quite frankly, 
a lot of people shy away from. So weaknesses are an, inter, are an honest look at internally what is not working in the way that we want it to. Strengths are a way at looking at internally what is working the way that we want it to, the things that we want to do more of. Now, when you look at external factors, opportunities are like strengths. They are things that you may take advantage of that are positive, that will lead you into um, better situations. There are things that you can capitalize on that will be able to catapult you into higher levels or to be able to enhance what you're doing. These are the things that you want more of. These are, are things that are, that are put in front of you that if you take advantage of it, it's going to bode very well for you. Externally, threats are things that can hinder your growth. They are things that, if left unchecked, can cause a ripple effect of, um, of less than desirable results, of negative outcomes, of things that will be more painful for you, for your organization, for your team. Threats are things that are giving you a warning of bad, quote-unquote, things that may or may not happen, depending on whether or not you're able to actually navigate through them um, properly. And the reason why I always tell people you can't just look at your strengths and you can't just look at your opportunities and have this purely optimistic view of yourself and your team and your organization and the way that you operate in the world, the reason why you can't only look at that is because that's a one-sided view. You have to take into account your weaknesses and you have to take into account your threats so that you can plan accordingly and be able to navigate through that and to avoid some of that or to be able to look at those things that are unavoidable and be able to turn it into positive experiences that you can use in order to be able to move forward um, in ways that will be beneficial. So let's take this and, and kind of apply it to a, um, a mini vignette or a case study. You and your team are um, have been working together for a while and you've kind of come to this impasse where there is a new solution that needs to be, be designed um, in order for your organization to meet its fourth quarter goals. And you're understanding, you're, you're, trying, you're starting to see that the dynamics of the team working relationship is one that you're constantly butting heads instead of being able to work together more effectively and more efficiently. It seems like you guys are stepping on each other's toes. It's like you have so many people that are trying to do the same types of jobs or other people who are avoiding some of the things that you know need to be done. So in order for you to work more cohesively and, and cooperatively and effectively and successfully as a team, you need to understand who you actually have on your team. And in order to do that, you need to go back and you should do a SWOT, both with the team members individually to say, what are our strengths? What are, what, are, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What are my opportunities in terms of working within this environment? And what are my threats? And you do that for each one of the team members so that you have an individual picture of who these people are. Then as a team, you come together and you say, okay, based on our team and the issue that we have in front of us, what is the SWAT related to the issue? What are the strengths regarding it? What are the weaknesses? What are the opportunities regarding it? And what are the threats that we need to look out for? And the reason I'm saying that you have to do it for both the individual as well as for the situation or the circumstance that, you're, that you are addressing is because you'll find that when you understand how the people on your team match up, 
in terms of where are your strengths, where are your weaknesses, where are the opportunities that you have in terms of bringing each of these people to the table, um, what are the threats involved in bringing each one of these people to the table. That gives you a more detailed and, and comprehensive view of what needs to be done in making sure that you get the most and the best out of this team. As the leader on your team, doing a SWOT of each one of, the, of your team members is the number one thing that you, that you need to do. Then as a team, brainstorming and coming up with a SWOT for the situation that you're dealing with, the, the solution that you need to design based on the problem that you need to address is perhaps one of the easiest way, ways for you to get everybody on board and to make sure that you're all working together and will have the same vision of what success is gonna look like and then being able to devise the right action steps and the right action plans to get there. So how do you do this? You, I would suggest starting out in a group session where your assignment to begin with is to have each person think of their SWAT, their strengths, their weaknesses, their opportunities, their threats. It's kind of a self-assessment to begin with. And that they have to be brutally honest with themselves. And then you can have each other person on the team do a SWAT for every other. So if you've got four people on your team and Sally is doing her own individual SWAT, then you have uh, Marquise and you have Mark and you have Jana and you have um, Tyrone. They each do a SWAT on Janice and you go around and you do the same thing. Now, deciding whether or not to share the results from the group in a group setting is up to you. Depending on the dynamics of your team, I would suggest possibly sharing it, um, sharing the results with the individual person first so that they can see how their other teammates view them and having some discussion, some facilitated discussion about how that information needs to be used because it's not just about what we think about ourselves, it's also about the way other people see us and the way other people view who we are and how we are and how we show up in the workforce and in the workplace. So finding out what you know or you think you know already about yourself and about others and also using this as a way of discovering new things that you didn't know. You know, you may have thought that one of your strengths was that you are an outgoing person and somebody else might see that you're outgoing um, and therefore you speak up and you speak out over and over again, they may see that as something that may be a weakness of yours because you don't tend to listen as much to other people and what they're saying and what they're contributing. So it's all about the way that your strengths and weaknesses and opportunities and threats are perceived by others as well as by you. And also, how do you go from taking that information and that assessment that you've been given to turning it into something that is going to be positive. So if you have weaknesses and if you have threats, how do you take those weaknesses and shore them up to turn them into strengths? And how do you take the threats and mitigate them and, and turn them around so that they can become now opportunities? So taking this step of doing this, this, assess, this assessment, both with yourself as well as with the other members of your team, and then looking at the situation or the issue that needs to be addressed and doing the same exact thing is going to put you in a better frame of mind to be able to um, effectively and very objectively look at what's in front of you.
because you need to understand what you're working towards, you need to understand what solutions you need to design, and you need to understand the other people that are on your team and what they bring to the table, as well as understanding yourself and how you fit into the, the overall dynamics of all of that. So that's the first thing with that assessment. The second thing in doing a SWOT, it allows you to be able to put all of these different pieces together and create a vision of success that is not just based on what you want to have happen or what you think may happen, but you now have some data in saying, hey, if we want, if my vision of success personally or professionally is for me to become more of um, an assertive presence and to enhance my leadership skills and to be able to be more proactive and bringing people together and building consensus, then based on the results of my SWOT, now I realize that some of the things that may prohibit or be a, be a threat to me in doing that is the fact that I'm an introvert. And I don't like talking in and speaking up in groups. And I don't like being around people for long periods of time because it drains me. Or I may have a fear of public speaking. Or I may not feel as comfortable being in a situation because I may be the only or I may be too different perceived as because I'm the only woman in the room or the only minority in the room or the only one who's you know not a golfer and everybody else is or, or from a different town. So looking at all of these things will help you to be able to see how you can turn any of those things that may be less than desirable into things that are more positive and things that become strengths of yours and that can become opportunities of yours. This, the third thing that you need to understand is that when you start looking at your SWOT, this enables you to plan your journey and outline the specific steps that you need to get there. When you, if you've listened to any other episodes of my podcast, you will notice that I am a huge believer in the power of visualization and, and I am a huge proponent of organizations and teams creating and crafting a vision of success. What does success look like? Because if you don't paint a picture of what success looks like, then it's going to be harder for you to realize when you have actually arrived and you've achieved it. So when you're, this, this actually applies with your personal SWAT as well as your team SWAT and your problem or the solution that you have to design or the issue that you're facing within your organization. What does success look like? Now, based on what success looks like, and we ask ourselves what is needed to make that happen, where we deconstruct to reconstruct, the other component of that is now you look at what strengths do I have that are going to assist me in this process of getting to where I need to go? What are the weaknesses that may derail my efforts? What opportunities are there that I can take advantage of that will enable me to be able to, to make that vision of success happen? And what are the threats that can get me off, that can push me off course, that can cause me to have more issues or struggle a little bit more? Or what are the, the threats that may pop up that may keep me from actually achieving that? When you start looking at how this whole thing, your, your SWAT with your strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats, when you start looking at how all of those things will impact or assist you in your overall vision of success, now it helps you to plan out what exactly needs to happen in order for you to get from where you are now to where you desire to be. It helps you to connect the dots between what is 
and what can be, and then helps you to identify specific activities and actions that need to be undertaken in order for you to make that happen. Again, connecting the dots between the vision of success and where you wanna be, doing your initial assessment with your SWOT and and, and determining exactly what are the things that you have already, what are the things that you need, what are the things that you need to grow on, and what are the things that you need to try to navigate through or to prepare for, those are all key components in making sure that you map out and you plan out exactly what it is that you're going to do so that you can become closer, um, you can achieve the, the, the results that you actually want. And when you look at your SWOT, there are a lot of people who don't like focusing on weaknesses and they don't like focusing on threats. And conversely, there are a number of training Um, the training mentality is one that we train people and we focus primarily on the areas in which they're weak because if we don't focus on the areas in which they're weak then how are they going to become stronger so a lot of people will go through and do an assessment and they really kind of gloss over the strengths and they gloss over the assess the opportunities and instead they focus on the weaknesses and they focus on the threats and they say well we're going to provide you with training and we're going to provide you with development and we're going to provide you with remediation to address those issues where you're weak which makes sense you want people to become stronger so you're going to try to strengthen them in the areas where they're weak but the way in which we do it a lot of times can actually set us up for failure and the reason why I'm saying that is if you have someone who is not great at numbers For example, if part of their, um, one of the weaknesses that they have is that they really don't have a firm grasp of financial, um, financial matters and how to read financial statements and how the financial, um, goals and outcomes and, and being able to actually read those types of reports is going to affect or impact the work that they're doing and how they're able to measure progress and how they're able to plan for new initiatives and, um, and to actually implement a lot of the different changes that need to happen. If you don't understand spreadsheets, if you don't understand how to read the balance sheet, if you don't understand profit and loss, if you don't understand how to do a budget and how all of that fits into what you're planning and how that um, how that matches up with your profitability and 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 your um, your revenue goals, then it's going to be pretty hard for you to determine the impact financially on decisions that are made. I get that. But to enroll someone who is not necessarily all that great when it comes to understanding numbers into a class that is basically accounting is not going to help them become better at it. What instead will help them become better at it is taking something that they are good at, finding a strength. For example, if they're really, really good at being able to see the, um, the boots on the ground um, implementation or depiction of what this particular metric looks like. So if I say that we've increased our sales by you know, 15% and our market share by another 10%, and this person is really great at seeing what that looks like when it comes to the customer experience as well as the employee experience, then having them focus on, hey, the customer experience and the employee experience, I know what I want that to look like. And then showing them how to connect the dots between that part that they're strong in and the other part that they're not so strong in, which is the balance sheet and the profit and loss statement and what that looks like. Now you're able to bridge that gap and you're able to scaffold or build on the knowledge that they have in one area 
to enhance their knowledge in another area where they may be weak. The way this looks and the way this operates is that you always want to attach new knowledge, new information, new experiences, new things that they're learning to something that they're already proficient in. And that is perhaps one of the key ways that a SWOT is not used effectively. The when you design a SWOT and you undertake a SWOT, it is so that you can see how everything is interconnected and you're able to see how what you're doing in one aspect with, your, with people in your organization is going to help you to bridge the gap between the areas where they're weak and the areas that are not so great and be able to shore that up and strengthen that into something that you do want to see. So I advocate a strengths-based approach to learning and a strengths-based approach to development because I believe that if you, if you connect the dots with something that they're already good at, something they're already proficient in, something that they're already, um, they're already it's second nature to them, it makes it so much easier for them to then learn something new and to get over any roadblocks that may be internalized for them as far as I'm not a numbers person, I don't like math, or you know, financial things stress me out, or I really don't have any background in this, or I'm a creative brain, I, I can't you know, do the, lot, the concrete sequential type stuff because I'm, I'm really random abstract. So whatever the thing is that that person is, find a way to connect that the new knowledge, the new learning, whatever it is that they're weak in, find a way to connect their weakness to something they're already strong in. That does not mean that you ignore their weaknesses. On the contrary, what you're doing is you are using their strengths in order to pull up their weaknesses, in order to strengthen their weaknesses, in order to address their weaknesses. So build on what they do well to strengthen what they're weak in. Make those types of connections. Now, this is something that's gonna require you to know your people. This is something that's gonna require you to know your organization because you can do the same thing within an organization. This is something that's gonna require you as a leader to be able to know yourself and understand what it is that you're great at and you're good at and you love doing and you wanna do and what are the things that you're not so great at and you don't really like and you don't really wanna do so that you in turn can do the same thing with you that you're trying to do with everybody else. Having a SWOT is a living, breathing document. It's a living, breathing process. It is not something that you do once and then you put it on the side. When you create a SWOT analysis, and you go through looking at the strengths and weaknesses and opportunities and threats, and then you understand how that's going to be connected to your vision of success and what it, what's needed to make that happen, and how that's and 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 the vision of success not just for your organization but for your teams as well, and then for the individual people on your team. When you look at all of this and you create this this very comprehensive dynamic picture of where you are now where you want to get to, what are the things that are going to help you, what are the things that are possibly going to hinder you, what are the things that are opportunities that you can take advantage of, and what are the things that are, are nuances that you may need to navigate through. When you look at all of this, you're going to continue to revisit it. It is not something that you do once and you put on the shelf. It is something that you revisit along the way. 
because as your teams grow, as your organization moves forward, as you create opportunities, take advantage of opportunities, and move into different avenues of showcasing who you are and what you're doing and, and creating and enhancing these experiences for your clients and your employees and your teams, you also have to look at how are we changing? And as a result of the ways that we're changing, we need to revisit. Are these still our same strengths? Are these still our weaknesses? Are these our same opportunities? Are these still our threats? This is a living, breathing, dynamic process. It's something that you need to revisit often. I like to tell people, do a SWOT in general for the, for the year when you're doing your annual goals. Break it down and do it quarterly. Come back and do it monthly to revisit. And then every time you're undertaking a new project, a new direction, when you're, when you're taking on a, a new aspect of, of what the big picture vision was, now you're going to have to revisit. Anytime you make a shift, you're going to have to revisit. When we talking, talk about changing your mindset and mastering your success, it's about constantly renewing your mind with the new information that you have. You cannot keep operating in the same exact way the entire time that you're working with an organization. You can't have five to 10 to 20 years of thinking the same way and doing things the same exact way. People change, situations change, opportunities change, threats change, the environment around you changes. The only constant is change. And so when you recognize that, you recognize that when you come back and you're doing a new SWAT, and you're looking at, okay, we've gone for the past 90 days and this is what we've achieved so far. Now, let's take another look. What's our SWAT now? What are our strengths now? The weaknesses that we had before, have they been moved from weaknesses to strengths? The threats that we saw before, are they still there or are they things that have now turned into opportunities or have they even developed in different ways that we hadn't even seen? We have to make sure that we're doing these on a consistent basis where we're revisiting it and we're, re, we're re-evaluating it and we're looking at changing and updating our plan of action so that it can match up with where we are now and where we need to go to. Perhaps the greatest use of a SWOT is when you look at who you are personally and professionally and where you wanna go and how you wanna develop and how you wanna become a better version of you. I tend to reinvent myself on a number of occasions um, and it's not because I'm bored with where I am, it's not because I have achieved everything there is to achieve, but it's because I'm growing, I'm developing. There are certain things that I was doing you know, 20 years ago that I no longer wish to do, I no longer have an interest in doing, or it's something that because there's something new that's a challenge for me, now I wanna focus on doing things differently because I want to really address the new challenges. Or my level of interest may change, or I may have been exposed to something new that has now taken over and, and become a really strong passion of mine, and so I wanna be able to explore that. The key to all of this is understanding that we are not stagnant. Even trees that have deep-seated roots and they don't move will change season by season. And we need to allow ourselves and our organizations and our teams, we need to allow ourselves the room to grow. We need to allow ourselves the room to be able to say, this is something that I'm going to do that's different. 
This is another way that I see myself growing. This is another way where I see myself being able to expand my vision of success into things I may not, not have even thought about before. There are so many outside influences that can impact your ability to be successful, whether it's new technology, whether it's being able to have other platforms that you never thought of before, whether it's being able to collaborate in different ways with people, having new access to new members of the team and new people that that you're connected to. There are so many other nuances that we really need to understand and be willing to take advantage of when it comes to growth and development. Learning organizations are able to pivot and they're able to take in new information and they're able to say, this is where I was before, but based on where I am now and where I wanna go now, here are all of the different things that I need to consider. A SWOT is the easiest way for you to revisit and to take in new information, new data, and to be able to make a pivot so that your organization and your teammates and you will be able to be the best that you can be. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this has been an enjoyable episode. Contact me at carsgroup.com, that's K-A-R-S group.com for any questions, insights, and to let me know how this episode has assisted you and if you have any questions for any future ones. Again, I'm Keisha A. Rivers, Chief Outcome Facilitator and President of the CARS Group. Until next time, make it a great one.